Hey friends, I remember when I started in ministry, I used to think that the summertime would be a time that I could invest a little bit of extra effort into those projects that maybe were a little bit farther down the road that were kind of helping us get ready for the future. Something like finding, supporting, and developing the next generation of church leaders for our team. But you know what? Sunday is still coming every single week, all summer long. People are taking vacations. Uh, We just don't have the time. You don't have the time to run your day-to-day ministry while at the same time chasing the leads and resumes, onboarding, and then trying to build build a developmental pipeline for Gen Z. This is where my friends over at Leadership Pathway come in. Even this summer, they would love to talk to you. They have experience in all of this stuff and more and collectively have interviewed thousands and thousands of church leaders, literally, who are trying to take their next step in ministry. They will help you launch a leadership residency custom fit to your organization. It's it's amazing. They've talked to and worked with dozens and dozens of organizations. They've done this repeatedly. They have a proven process. So what I want you to do is to hit up their website at leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary. There's an interesting article there that you could grab to learn more. Listen, this summer, you could jump on the conversation with them at leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary. You could learn more, but actually step it up from there, talk with them, start working on your residency. We all need to figure out how to get more Gen Z leaders involved. Leadership Pathway's done that. Again, that's leadershippathway.org forward slash unseminary today. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. Uh, Every week, we try to have a leader on that will both inspire and equip you. And this week's no exception. Super excited to have Paula Lay with us. She's the executive pastor at a church in Florida called Radiant Church. Now, if you're not following Radiant, you need to follow them. They launched in 2013, led by Pastor Aaron Burke and his wife. Uh, It's one of the fastest growing churches in the country. They have, if I'm counting correctly, six physical locations and uh, church online. Uh, Now, Paul is an amazing leader and has multiple hats, not only as an executive pastor, but also uh, runs a uh, nonprofit called Serving Beyond Borders, which uh, we'll hopefully get a chance to hear a little bit about as well. Paula, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. This is great. This is going to be great. For longtime listeners, uh, you might remember we had Bobby Sasser on. Uh, that was a couple of years ago now. That was pre-COVID. So that feels like ancient history, oh, goodness, but yeah. uh, it was uh, pre-COVID talking about building teams, which is a fantastic, he's a, a co-worker, a team member of yours, but fill out the story kind of, what did I miss about Radiant kind of set the scene for us? Well, uh, we have, we have this great vision of 10K for Tampa Bay and mm-hmm. that's 10 like locations at, with 10,000 people. We want to reach 10,000 people for Jesus. Love it. We're on our Love way. It. Yes. Love it. That's yeah. so good. COVID set us back a little bit, but we're, we're plowing forward. So yeah, yeah it's all good. And but it's, we're, we're recording. So Florida is a little different than the rest of the country. We recognize that. It so. is a little different. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I'm going to tell rec- you one thing about Radiant yep. that I really love. It's not the numbers. Mm-hmm. We are very fast growing that comes um, with its own problems. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And we're trying mm-hmm. to work on some mm-hmm. of those. 
But last year we had over 800 baptisms. Oh, that's great. That is incredible. Like that I, is incredible. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so shows real life change shows people are yeah. taking huge steps. That's uh, that's amazing. Yes. No, tell, tell us. That, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. When, when you hear that the church isn't relevant anymore, that's just not true. It's just not no. true. So, so true. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Like I say, friends, you should be following Radiant if you're not. Um, now tell us about your journey to Radiant. How did you get connected here? What does that look like? Give us a bit of the, the Paula story. Yeah. Well, I'm a little older, so I can't go too long on this. I'll try to keep it really <laughs> Um, My husband and I were in pastoral ministry for many years. Then we were uh, missionaries in a creative access in three creative access countries, which just hmm. means that those are countries that are resistant to the gospel. They have their own security issues. We raised four children during that time, which was wow. quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, they all love Jesus, praise God. Um, mm -hmm. And then we came back to the U.S. after our time overseas was over. And we got involved with Radiant about eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Didn't come on staff, came to run our ministry and be a part of it. But we love the local church. Wherever mm -hmm. we've served all over the world, doesn't matter what position we're about the local church. Mm -hmm. And so we started off in, the, in that way and we were doing all kinds of different things at Radiant. And I got involved in my current role about four years ago. I was on staff a little bit longer than that. So mm -hmm. that kind of just gives you a really brief glimpse. So I've had lots of uh, ministry experience. I've probably done about everything. And yes, love it. yeah, so there you go. Well, we love executive pastors here at Unseminary. Like it's, that's definitely the middle of our bell curve. And so we're, I'm, I'm honored that you would take some time with us. So you've been, and you said it, I didn't say it. So I know it can be a little bit, uh, I don't want to reference a lady's age or timeline, but you said it. So I'm hopefully our relationship can sustain that, you yes. know, been in ministry for a while um, and have sustained it over in a bunch of different contexts. I, I want to celebrate that, that it, it seems like, you know, it, in our profession, there are folks that are constantly cycling out and not sustaining over an extended period of time. Yes. Uh, but you've been able to sustain in significant areas and done a lot of different things. Help us understand that. What what have you know? What's that look like for you? How have you been able to sustain uh, that you know ministry influence over those years? Well, I guess the answer is always Jesus, right? That's like right. the thing we're supposed to say. Yes, but right. in all yes. in all truthfulness, we know that ministry is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yep. And, you know, when you stay close to Jesus, that's mm -hmm. what's important. You know, mm -hmm. I have a saying, I have lots of sayings, but one of them mm -hmm. is that the principles don't change, the particulars do. Mm -hmm. So True. when you're grounded in the word of God, you know, he can move you all over the place. We mm -hmm. have lived on five different continents. Wow. We've had all kinds of crazy of experiences that were unexpected. In fact, my present position never sought it, never saw it coming. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, nothing is lost with God. And so I think when we embrace that, no matter what season you're in, no matter what you're doing, you might not even be in the right position you feel right now. That's okay. Because mm -hmm. God is going to use that, that down the line, but you've got to stay close to him. It's important. Mm. Yeah. You know, when one of the things that's one of the challenges we have as executive pastors is we're pulled in a lot of different directions. There's, uh, you know, the joke I have to make, sometimes people will say like, you know, what does the executive pastor do? And a lot of times <laughs> it's like, well, it's the stuff that the lead pastor doesn't want to do. Um, <laughs> And which is kind of everything. So, and I love lead pastors, but you know, it's like, we're pulled in 10 different directions. We Unpack are. that for us. What does that look like for you? How are you balancing that out? Uh, Cause Radiant's a growing church going to a lot of places, yeah, really uh, you know, is. figuring out where to spend your time is a huge issue. Yeah, it, it, it's a huge issue. I actually oversee all the ministries of Radiant church. Mm -hmm, so that mm -hmm. means 
really about everything. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's mm -hmm. a lot of different departments, a lot of plates that are spinning. But mm -hmm. one of the things that has really helped me, which I've given you uh, this PDF that you can share mm -hmm. with our listeners, mm -hmm. which should be great, is I call it my spheres of influence. Mm -hmm. And I literally started this about 40 years ago. So um, I'm a little older than that. So there you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it was it was before. I've seen it some in some books. I think people stole it from me. No, they didn't. I'm just. <laughs> but it nice. actually is a really really practical tool. I'm so pragmatic. I need practical. I mm -hmm. love things that are replicable that don't cost people money, and that mm -hmm. I can share. Literally, I minister all over the world, and mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter if I'm in Tampa at a coffee mm -hmm. shop. Or if I'm across the world in India or Papua New Guinea or whatever, this is a replicable, a replicable tool because, you know, if you don't manage your own time, somebody else will. Mm, and so they true. will. And yeah. some of those things will suck you dry. So there is mm -hmm. a tool that I've created. It's just, a, you know, a, a sphere that mm -hmm. I use that helps me because I, I need that in my life. I'm really visual. It's really easy to get off track. I think for all of us, there's so much that is pulling against us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's oftentimes they're really good things. They aren't bad right. things, but right. we have to figure out how to manage this. And so mm -hmm. what I love about this tool as well, it's not just for pastors and those of us who are serving full-time in that you can use this with anyone, anyone right. you're discipling, any of your dream teamers. I use this multiple times a week with people as I'm just oh, to help them, you know, just be better about that. Well, I love this and we're going to get into it and kind of, uh, I want you to kind of coach us a little bit through this. So much of our job I find as executive pastors is this like coaching of team members and, you know, helping people wrestle through figuring out priorities, where they're spending their time. And I think what you've done here is made it, like you say, made it super simple, easy to understand, maybe hard to implement or uh, deep to implement maybe is the better way to say it. Uh, but yeah, walk us through it. So I've, I've got the PDF open friends. You could go to the, the uh, show notes. We've got it linked there. Uh, if you want to open it up as well, while you're listening in. Well, yes, I would love to walk us through this. So I think the big picture of this is when you, what you can say yes to and when you mm. need to say no. So this mm. is the tool that helps. So mm. I use the sphere because uh, as we know, a circle is two-dimensional. It's not, mm. it, it is static. It just sits there. A sphere is really moving and, and growing and it's fluid. Mm. And as we know, life is always fluid. You know, I am, mm. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what my Enneagram is, but <laughs> a little workaholism is kind of an issue. Sure. You know, Enneagram that. three sounds like I recognize uh, it an Enneagram three yep, from yep, a mile away, you, you know, yes. no kidding. You're, yes. you're so right. Both, I'm an Enneagram three too. So, you know, okay. So, there you go yeah, yeah. together, yes. brother. Um, yeah, yeah. But what I love about this is that it really does help me keep on task, but also make people the most mm -hmm. important thing in my life, because really as pastors, doesn't matter what role we play. It's about people. You know, mm -hmm. it really is. And if we're not loving people, and I know the, the pressure of running a church and what that looks like and having to maintain a bunch of different areas, but you know, it, it's about God's kingdom. We got to keep that in our mm -hmm. focus. So this helps me with that. So what I do is I create a sphere and I can do it. I have my, I have my own little thing that I use, but, mm -hmm. um, at, at paper, you can use a paper, you can do it on mm -hmm. sand, you can do it mm -hmm. anywhere. Yeah, wherever you are. Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I literally recreate this process probably about once every six months, just to keep me on track in our mm -hmm. church world, things often run in semesters. And mm -hmm. so it, I do it kind of that way because that's much of my world right now. So mm -hmm. I make a circle in the center mm -hmm. of it. I put God, cause that's the most important thing. And if he's not in the center, nothing else will work right at all. Mm -hmm. So that means daily time with him. I take a weekly Sabbath. 
Um, most weeks when I can, I need that. It's, it's important to me to reconnect with God. That mm-hmm. might be another time for another podcast, but here we go. We're putting God in the middle. Um, and then I think we just start moving outward and, and what that looks like. And I'll explain it in a second, but I think the main vision that we always have to have is have for me, it's in Psalm 90, 12, because if we're not centered on the word of God, and if this isn't a God thing, then it's just another man-made construct of leadership, which I probably have 20 leadership books on my shelf. My husband told me to stop reading them at some point. (laughs) You know, Paula, they really kind of say all the same thing, true and not true, but yes. Um, And I'm a reader and I love that. So, but Psalm 90, 12 says, teach me to number my days that I may present to you, meaning God, a heart of wisdom. Mm. So really before I set this up, I, I, I pray, God, what would you have me do? I ask the Holy spirit to teach me, like, show me what this looks like. Because as I said before, if I don't manage my time, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. So I have, so I start with that. Then I have more of an intentional focus where I start moving the circle outward. God's in the middle. The second one is my spouse because mm-hmm. if my marriage fails, then my ministry fails. Yeah. So that's really important. Then I start moving it outwards. My kids and in my case, grandkids are in that mm-hmm. next circle. There's mm-hmm. we're coming up on our 19th grandchild. Wow. That's Hard amazing. We're very prolific in my family. Um, we that's did great. have to have, you know, we had to talk like, do you know what causes this by the way? <laughs> <laughs> they assured me they did. So that was fine. So um, yes. and the reason with that is I want those people in the closest spheres and outward to have the best of me. Mm. Not the only of me, because that Mm. becomes an idol. Mm -hmm. But when they have the best of me, I've got to keep that focused. Because if you're Mm going to be on ministry on the long haul, um, I love the title of one of Peterson's books, Along Obedience in the Same Direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's that idea. We all want to finish well. That's our end game. That's our end goal. So then I start moving the circle outward. And then I have my job in my ministry. For us, we're full-time ministers. We, we know that those collide right there, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I do that with both because I, I don't separate the two, right? right. It, 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 I, my work world, whatever that looks like and my ministry world are one and the same. Right. So right. that becomes that in my case, I have a number of really, really high level directors under me. So mm-hmm. they need my time. Right. So that right. helps me gauge that. So, okay, mm-hmm. now I've, I'm recognizing that those people really get the next tier of my mm-hmm. time. And then mm-hmm. after that extended family, close friendships, those are really fluid. Somebody listening to this is probably going, I don't agree with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Make it your own. But, you know, for me, we don't live near family, you know, close mm-hmm. friendships. Of course we put them in those when they have needs, we build those relationships, but it helps me remember again, that this helps me say yes or no to whatever is coming into mm-hmm. my world. And then I move it outward. The next, the next kind of circle or sphere would be disciples or small group. I always mm-hmm. lead a small group. I always have disciples that I'm making. And mm-hmm. so if I'm in that type of relationship with them, they deserve my time. Mm. So, and then of course we have a, a little circle that lives outside of it. It, it collides with the big circle on purpose <laughs> okay. because it does is the urgent. Right, and right. those of us in ministry know that's, you know, probably a good percentage of our time. There's a death in right. the congregation you know, there's things that happen. And of course those move quickly into the inner circle when they mm-hmm. happen, but they can't mm-hmm. live there. 
Mm-hmm. When they when they do, we have to readjust, and something right. happens. You know, there could be a cancer diagnosis. There could be different things that take place. So, so that's why I do this periodically. Um, I've gotten so good at it that I really don't have to write it down anymore. To be honest, sure. It's on my head. Sure. So, you know, it takes a while to make a habit, but I, I always think visually though, literally when I'm asked to take on a new project and that mm-hmm. would be the other thing that we kind of need to talk about. What are the negotiables in mm-hmm. this? You know, the urgent is one, which I just mentioned, um, the mm-hmm. margin, you know, there's times that I'll add a short-term thing in, um, that the key is that short-term. Mm. So that would mean, you know, I'm probably not going to do marriage counseling for somebody right. who's outside one of those spheres. I just can't. And mm-hmm. there's really gracious ways to say no to people, which I've learned. Mm-hmm. I just had to do that yesterday with somebody. It doesn't happen real often. Um, but, you know, when you're honest with that and you handle it graciously, graciously people will understand. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of the, the big picture it. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing I'd love to talk about and just bring up is yeah. what I call hard call and soft call. Okay. Yeah, so with that. what that means, the hard call is the, the things that God has brought into my life that aren't going to change and need me. Mm-hmm. My spouse, if there mm-hmm. is one, mm-hmm. kids, if there are, you mm-hmm. know, whatever that may be, maybe it's an aging parent, you know, mm-hmm. all the things were kind of the sandwich generation, you know, we're taking care of younger ones and older ones, those mm-hmm. kind of things, that's called a hard call. I can't, dismiss those. They're right. things that they're my responsibility and my responsibility to handle. And mm-hmm. then there's the things that I called soft call. So that's really the job ministry and beyond that in my sphere, because those change. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it might be when I was a missionary that looked very different than serving in a church, mm-hmm. you know, different calling. Um, right. So I think that's one thing we always have to keep in mind. And again, Mm -hmm. it's not that we want to make our spouse or our kids or our family an idol, but we have Mm -hmm. to recognize that there are responsibilities that if we don't do, somebody's Mm -hmm. going to suffer and it will be all of us. Yeah. I'd love to hear. So how does this work out practically? I I find that the, um, so many of our team members or us, you know, as leaders, we get a conflict in that, particularly the job or ministry and family realm. There's, it's like the stereotype of, you know, the pastor who has no time or leader who has no time for their family. How did, how does this work out in your life around carving out enough time, staying connected, you know, with your kids or grandkids and all 19 of them is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how does that actually work out practically? What's that look like? Yeah, that, that is a great question. Cause I think most of us deal with that. If you're mm-hmm. honest, we're going to deal with it. If you mm-hmm. think that that doesn't pertain to you, ask your spouse or your mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they so might yes. have a little bit what of a they different think? idea yes. about that. That's so true. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, I think, and this is why this does help me, the idea of it is everybody requires a certain amount of time. Now, none of our kids actually live in the same city as us. Two mm-hmm. of them are oh, wow. international. The other mm-hmm. two are about as far as part you can get in Texas and Michigan. So they keep us moving all over the place. So in our case, we try to see each of them at least twice a year. That is mm-hmm. a challenge, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Doug and I don't take Doug, my husband, we don't take a lot of vacations because mm-hmm. our vacations are seeing kids. Right. That's right. really important to us. Right. And so we steal days here and there, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. I think the, the, the litmus test of this is to have a conversation with the people in your world honestly, don't get defensive, but just say, how am I doing in this? Right. Right. Am I spending enough time in this? 
So I think that's key because I think all of us have a great capacity to lie to ourselves. Mm, And I am, I am a workaholic. I should be ashamed of it. I'm not. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Funny. But if it's out of balance, it's bad. And so I rely on my husband to help me with that. You know, Mm -hmm. to say, hey, Paula, you're kind of pushing a little bit too hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I think unless we look outside of ourselves, we're not going to get an honest answer on that. Right. You know, there's times where our family comes first in situations because they need us. Mm -hmm. There's time where Mm -hmm. ministry comes first because that us. So I think only the individual can determine what that looks like. And in heavy seasons, if you're committed to ministry, there's going to be a sacrificial component to it. There Mm -hmm. just is on both partners. If it's marriage on both partners. Right. Right. Yeah. I think the other thing that I find, uh, I think helpful about, you know, this framework particularly is the urgent. I think sometimes what, when urgent things come into our calendar, I know for me, uh, it can be easy to just say, well, I'm just gonna have to add that on top that I'll just keep doing those things, but that's not actually how life works. You have a limited number of hours, only so much energy. And so when something urgent comes onto our plate, something else has to fall off. Talk yes. to me through how, how are you making those decisions as something urgent comes up? What are the areas that you're, you know, you're trying to, you're going to have to adjust to make space and energy for. Yeah, that, that is an incredible question. And I love that because I probably would have brought that up myself if you hadn't, is, <laughs> you know, the urgent can't live in that circle. It mm-hmm. has to be, it's short term or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. If for me, for example, I just did a, created a whole new system at church for our new believers and we call it fresh start. Mm -hmm. I knew that was a short-term assignment because I was really the one that needed to do it. And it was probably three to four months of a little different work. I didn't Mm -hmm. really move it in the circle, but Mm -hmm. I knew in my brain, this is going to have to be short-lived or else Mm -hmm. something else is going to have to go because Mm -hmm. I know I can't do everything. I can't. So the urgent should be Mm short-term. As I said earlier, if, if it isn't short-term, then it's not urgent anymore. It's something you have to work in. It's something has got to give if you, mm-hmm. if you do that. Right. Okay. That's cool. What, or that's good insight. Fantastic insight. What would, what part have you found that has had to give? Are, are you trying to, again, prioritize, um, help me get inside your mind there a little bit. Are you pr- prior, because you've got them in the various spheres, are you trying to, when something urgent comes in, it's like a lower and lower is not the right word, uh, you know, Ooh. something on an outer ring, um, that should be, you know, kind of giving, um, more or have a higher disproportion that's getting kind of pulled off the plate or what, or does it just depend on the season? It, it kind of depends on the specific situation and the season. Right. You right. know, I think all of us are in, well, obviously we're all in very different seasons. I don't have young children in the home and I'm an empty nester. I have a lot of time, right. which is great. So I can adjust that a little bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think when you look at those center, the center spheres, are they healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to keep that in mind whenever you add something. And I see this in a lot. I deal with women a lot. It's mm-hmm. my heart passion. And really what I've mm-hmm. done most of my life is mm-hmm. women's ministry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just tend to put all these things in and think it's like putting it all in a blender and thinking it's going to taste good. And mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So something has to come out of there. So right. the, the thing that I love about this, it really helps me say no effectively. And I do say right. no a lot. I really do. Right. I've learned right. that 
really hard for me. Like that's not mm-hmm. an easy thing. That almost is like you know, taking blood or something. But um, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things that I recognize. I wish I would have kn- known this in my twenties and thirties when we're all about the performance and mm. looking good in front of people and mm-hmm. you know, uh, pleasing the boss, all of that. Right. But, yep. you know, it just becomes one of those things. I just think you have to look at the individual circumstances and, and what it means. So let me give you an example of this. Last, yeah, yeah, perfect. last April, a year ago, we had three granddaughters, granddaughters born in the same month. Wow. Crazy. I know. I know. It was a new, it was like a new, you know, era for us. But yes. my, our daughter who lives in the Netherlands had a special needs child mm-hmm. that became urgent. Mm. That moved into my sphere really quickly. Mm-hmm. Now they that don't live sense. near us. So I'm, you know, it's, a, it looks a little bit different. Mm-hmm. If that would have taken more of my time and ongoing thing, then I would have had to drop something. Mm. I would have had to maybe say, okay, these, these relationships might need to sit over here for a little bit. I might not lead a small group this semester, Right. You know, those kind of things. So that's a very different circumstance than, you know, a short-term project. Mm. projects, but mm. it really is kind of the same idea though, isn't it? Mm. If, if we sure. add something, yeah, yeah. we got to take something away. Yeah, take something away. Yeah. We do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Does that help? Very cool. It does. It does. Absolutely. What, can you tell us a little bit about serving beyond borders? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Tell me about that other sphere of, in you know, yeah. that all fits in there somehow. Tell yes, us about that. I don't that. know how it fits. But <laughs> <laughs> but it fits. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Serving beyond borders exists to help leaders and nationals in other parts of the world to Mm -hmm. create leadership structures for structures for church planning, um, Mm. for the, for the growth of the gospel. So what we do is we, we have certain ministry partners that we partner with. It's Mm -hmm. always with existing ministries on the ground. Mm. We believe that that's the best way to do it. We work Mm -hmm. with nationals in setting Mm -hmm. those up. So Mm -hmm. for example, if we're working in India, which we are right now, we're setting up a, 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 church planning school there. It's all Indians. They're mm. So love we love that. It's that's really born of out of our missions heart, which we still have. My husband mm-hmm. travels quite a bit. I travel when I can get away from radiant. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So not know, as much, <laughs> not as much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you're um, serving beyond borders. What would be, is it like the, like which piece of the puzzle are you helping with? Is it like the training piece? Is it like helping with funding? What is that? What's kind of your thing that you're bringing into the, the puzzle or to the, the ministry, you know, in, in yeah. helping internationally? What, what does that look like? Well, I'm really good at communication. And so that's yes. my part. My husband yep. is a, he has his doctorate and he's a mm-hmm. theologian by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, who we've worked with the poorest of the poor. So we're not sitting in an ivory tower somewhere. Right. Um, right. I think we both have the gifting of connecting with different cultures really easily. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. We go in and out okay. of places with long-term relationships of really right. helping them strengthen their churches. The local mm-hmm. church is always about the local church. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our, it's kind of our vibe. Wow. This has been fantastic. I, this, I think has been helpful for sure. You know, wrestling through, I think it's been good to, uh, to think through, okay, how, you know, how am I prioritizing my time and what are those, what does that look like? And, um, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll provide a link to this PDF, uh, in our show notes. Uh, but is there anything else you'd like to share with us just as we look to kind of wrap up today's episode? Yeah, I really want to encourage everyone out there who's in ministry. It's a hard walk. You might have seasons of bliss. <laughs> They're sometimes few and far between. I get that, 
but you know, it, it really is a long obedience in the same direction. And right. it, 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 the, the most thing that matters and we've seen in, in the specific day and age we're in where, you know, some people aren't finishing really well, you want to finish well. And mm. so, you know, different methods will come and go. I've been around a while. I think I've seen them all. Every once in a while, I'm sure. surprised. They just take <laughs> a, uh, you know, what does Solomon say? There's nothing new under the sun. There yep. really isn't. Um, True. But, but when you finish well, and when you think about what that looks like, it's not about how big your church is. My mm-hmm. husband and I have served in small churches. We've served in all kinds of faith, all kinds mm-hmm. of churches. Um, but it's about the integrity mm-hmm. in, in the inner spaces. It is. And if we don't do that well, what is it they say? If you have integrity, if you have you have everything, if you don't have integrity, you don't have anything. Mm, so true. So, so true. Yeah, it's just really important. So I wouldn't get Love caught it. up in the size of your church. God right. has called you to where you're at, male or female. And, you know, that's, that's your sphere, like be, mm-hmm. be, um, proactive where you're at. If, mm-hmm. if it seems a little bit small, that's okay. It's for a reason because you mm-hmm. can go deep. You can, uh, small churches have great things about them that mm-hmm. big churches can't have and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, God loves different flavors. He doesn't just like vanilla. He likes them sure. all. Yes, absolutely. This has been fantastic. If people want to, uh, where do we want to send them online? If they want to track with the church or track with you or with Beyond Better, Beyond Borders, or you know, where, where do we want to send them? Well, if you want to look at Radiant, we have great online services. We do a terrific mm-hmm. job and we love to help churches that are also growing. So mm-hmm. we have a team that does that. We reach out. So, you know, if you were looking at something about next steps or how we do groups or, mm-hmm how we do missions or kids, we have an incredible team. So that's, we are radiant.com mm-hmm. online. serving beyond borders is a mm-hmm. different entity uh, yep. that is serving beyond borders.org. Can it. I, can I do a shameless plug? Will you be absolutely mad? please do? Okay. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> my husband and I have a podcast and yes. it's called the radical Christian life with Doug and Paula. I wanted it to be um, the normal Christian life. Cause I think the normal the radical should be normal, but yes. it's where we sit. We have couch conversations. We literally sit across from each other and talk about all kinds of things. So love it. Yeah. I would love people to check it out for sure. That would be, uh, and, and where will I, where would I find a link to that? Would that Spotify? be? Well, that would be on the, on our website. You can find it. Yeah. Okay. Or Perfect. find us on Spotify, Spotify iTunes, all the places all that podcasts things. are. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Paula, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, So honored that you would take some time out to be with us. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.